This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Rays reporter Bill Chastain. And Bill, the Rays have lost four out of five. They lost two out of three over the weekend to the Yankees. But the the silver lining, I guess, is that they got some pretty good starting pitching over the weekend. Uh, Sunday, Jake Jake Odorizzi taking a no-hitter into the seventh inning. And then he ends up losing the game. A tough loss. He only gives up one hit, but it it was a big one. Um, But overall, it seems like... Maybe the starting pitching is is getting to the point where we thought it would be this season for this Rays team being really a strength. Yeah, it's been mediocre uh, thus far, and I, I think uh, it's it's a good period now. I think if you're a Rays fan, to be optimistic because you've got Boxberger coming back, and then over the weekend you saw Moore, Archer, and Odorizzi all pitch well. So in theory, you could see the starters start to go six or seven innings. Then you hand it over to a bullpen with Boxberger, Colome, and then you could do matchups with some of the other stuff. So that's in theory, that's how it's supposed to work, and uh, I think it is something to be optimistic about if you're a Rays fan. Yeah, getting some extra help for that bullpen will certainly. I mean, they've they've done a lot of work as of late, so longer starts by the starters will help. And you mentioned something else that will certainly help, and that's the return of Brad Boxberger. He's back off the DL for Monday night's game now. Kevin Cash said he would – I guess he used the word he would ease him back into the closer role. I, what exactly does that mean? Does that mean he gets a, a start in the uh, spot in the seventh, then the eighth, then the ninth? I mean, is there a plan to easing a guy into that closer role? Well, he hasn't been too specific about it, but I would imagine you know it's either going to be a setup thing or, or a uh, matchup type thing in the earlier innings. So uh, he he's never really wavered saying that Boxberger would get back to the the uh, the role as the closer, but. Um, you know, I, I do think it is going to be like a, a transition to get back there. Yeah, I mean, it's it'd be hard on a guy to make him go right into the ninth game on the line type situation coming off the DL, still working things out, you would think. But uh, then the question, obviously, Bill, is what do you do with Colome? I mean, I guess he becomes the setup guy, but how is he going to take that as well as he's pitched this season? Well, he struck me as being pretty professional. You never know how that'll uh, how that'll ride, though, because obviously the glory, the glory position of the bullpen is the closer. So uh, I would imagine he's going to end up, uh, you know, serving as a setup guy and you know the closer get the closing slots when Boxberger's not available. So um, I don't see any reason why he can't do it, but you never know what goes through a guy's head when uh, you know whether it's disappointment or you know, or anger or whatever when, you, uh, when you're no longer doing what you were doing and doing well. Now, he's also a, a guy that I think has, has spoken about the fact that he really thrives off the, I guess, the, the energy, the, the electricity of coming in in the ninth and, and everything that comes with that um, when he goes back to pitching the eighth. Is there any concern that being in the eighth inning, maybe he's not as effective as he was in the ninth? 
Well, I don't think there's any concern, but I do think it's something, you know, that, that we can all watch and see what happens if, if in fact, that happens. Because he, he didn't make any secret about the fact that he, he kind of gets jazzed when he comes in on the night. Um, when you look at the the other side of things with this race, teams, the the, the bats, uh, for the most part, obviously guys have stepped up. This team's hit a lot of home runs. But one guy they got in the offseason, Bill, for the bat, certainly more than for the glove, was Hank Conger. Um, he's a catcher, but but they wanted that bat, and it really hadn't produced. Um, 159 going into the weekend, I think, was where, where his average was. But he has a big Saturday with a home run, two doubles, three RBIs. I mean, does that... Was it coming to the point, the way he was performing, that his spot on this roster was starting to kind of become a question mark? Well, you certainly could do the math. They, you know, re-signed J.P. Arancibia, who gave him a lot of offense last September. Um, so, you know, I, I'm sure he, you know, he, he's a smart guy. I'm sure he was probably figuring out, you know, I better do something here pretty quick. And, of course, on Saturday he actually threw out a runner as well. You know, it was a, a play that had to be reviewed, but he was out. So, um he has struggled behind the plate and struggled with the bat, so uh, that was good for Rays fans to see on uh, Saturday to see him do a little something. Yeah, and obviously one game doesn't make all the, the struggles go away, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. and maybe helps his, uh, his confidence a little bit. We mentioned Boxberger coming back. Uh, Logan Forsythe, I guess, Bill, is kind of inching his way back. It's been three weeks now since the injury. I know he's not he's not swinging the bat yet or anything like that, but is there an update on on where Forsyth is? I talked to him on Saturday, and he told me that uh, he was you know following through with the plan, which was to take some swings today. They call them dry swings when you're not swinging at balls. So you know, I asked him when he would start taking wet swings, and <laughs> he didn't have an answer for that yet. But they'll 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 watch him swing some today, and then they'll set a little bit more of a program for him. And uh, but he seems to be feeling pretty good, and I, I think it's. Uh, safe to say he should be back pretty soon it's tough to do the wet swings when you play in a dome too sorry <laughs> exactly. that was bad bad joke uh <laughs> um another thing i want to touch on with you bill was brandon geyer uh you had a, a good article about him and and he's become the guy in the american league that just gets hit by a ton of pitches he led the american league in and hit by pitches a year ago with 24 and he's already up to to 13 this year um and i guess he's looking for the right thing to, to help him out from a uh, defense or armor standpoint? Is that is that fair to say? He wants to find something when he's getting hit so much, a little protection? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like he's a hit magnet. I mean, you know, the, the balls just find him. And I, I do think that uh, in some cases it's probably been to his benefit that he doesn't wear, you know, the big getup that Barry Bonds and Biggio wore. Uh, and, of course, he said that they're too restrictive for him, but – I think from a, a standpoint of what it looks like to the umpires and, you know, cause uh, you know, he says he's not trying to get hit, but he sure does get hit a lot for someone who doesn't try to get hit. But uh, you know, he has a nice way of kind of folding, you know, folding in. And, and I think it doesn't raise as much suspicion when you're not going up there dressed like a catcher. <laughs> yeah. I always wondered how Bond swung the bat to Ambigio with that big thing, but some uh, certainly did it. Well, yeah. And he says it, you know, and, and Geyer just says it's very uncomfortable. In fact, he even tried one where, you know, it was just a sleeve with a pad in the elbow, and he said even that felt a little bit off, so uh, he'd rather go take his chances without. Does he have a uh, theory of why he gets hit so much? I mean, obviously he's a guy that, that stands in on the plate, um, but, I mean, a lot of guys stand in on the plate. Does he have any theory on why he's the guy that, that in the last year plus has just gotten hit more than anyone? 
he doesn't have any theories, and you know he he does allow it hurts. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's not like uh, he, he says he has a high tolerance for pain, but it still hurts. Oh, that's good. I'm glad he's not. He, that's good to know that it, that it hurts, and at least he he uh, he'd rather not be getting hit for sure. All right, up next for the Rays. Uh, is, is going to be the Kansas City Royals here starting tonight, Bill. And obviously this is a team that, that's the defending champs, but they're not exactly that team right now. They've really been struck by the injury bug. Uh, one big play taking out Alex Gordon and Mike Moustakis. Moustakis done for the year. Uh, Salvador Perez um, probably going to miss this series, I would think, after a tweak, although he may avoid the disabled list. Um, despite the fact that the Royals have won three in a row in dramatic fashion over the weekend, it seems like this is a pretty good time to be facing the defending champs. Yeah, you know, you think that, but I, I got into Kansas City early yesterday, and I'm watching that game on TV, and they still have that element. It's just like a, a relentlessness. Um, you know, they were behind yesterday to, to sail, and they still found a way to get it done. And they, they just have just such a professional approach and, uh, you know, a, a vitality that's uh, – you know, a lot of teams would love to have, and you know, you, you see a guy like Hosmer, you know, getting it started after after you know they were down four to three there in the ninth yesterday. So, um, I I don't know. It's hard. You know, you you would love to package that and give it to your team, but it's you know it's hard to come by. Yeah, it is amazing what they've done, and, and they've done it the whole time without really standout pitching. I mean, this is an example when you look at this series. Maybe you give maybe you give Ian Kennedy an edge over Andrees tonight in, in Game 1, but otherwise, when you look at, at the Rays' rotation and the Royals' rotation, I mean, man for man, I would, I would pretty much take the Rays' guys, but it just seems like this Royals team, like you said, relentless, never quit, and they're certainly not going to quit without those guys. Uh, so it should be a good series and an important series, I think, now for the Rays. Um, great stuff, as always, Bill. We'll check in, find out the results of that series next week on the podcast. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition. For Bill Chastain, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.